Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, boy. It's the Opperman Report. Join digital forensic investigator and PI Ed Opperman for an in-depth discussion of conspiracy theories, strategy of new world order resistance, high-profile court cases in the news, and interviews with expert guests and authors on these topics and more. It's the Opperman Report. And now, here is investigator Ed Opperman. Okay, welcome to the Opperman Report. I am your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. And happy birthday, Allison. Allison from the chat room, the Spreaker chat room. Happy birthday, Allison. As a matter of fact, as soon as you turn 21 years old, I'm going to buy you a drink. Okay? Uh, this show is brought to you by Subash Technosis. As you know, uh, go to subashtechnosis.com if you need any kind of website design, search engine optimization, content writing, data entry, uh, customer service, uh, outsourcing for you there. Uh, they can do press releases for you. And also, too, uh, a internet reputation repair they can uh, put out press releases for you and uh, and uh, highlight the good ports uh, about you on the internet okay Whew. let's see got a lot of stuff going on tomorrow's show we're gonna have a on the, in the afternoon we're gonna have a a reverend pinkney update uh with uh polly cook Hughes is gonna be coming on the show uh and she's going to be giving us an update in the second half. The first half, uh, we have a, uh, uh, a show about uh, Senator Wellstone, who many think was assassinated in a plane crash um, in the early 90s. So that's what, no, yeah. No, was it the early? No, it was like around 2000. Yeah. So that's coming up uh, tomorrow. Okay. Really, uh had a really good day. I really enjoyed my conversation with the, uh, What's his name there with the Ted Rubenstein? We're really lucky to have, him. you know, God bless him. Uh, here's a guy. He's really he puts in the work. He's a serious journalist. He's a sober adult. And uh, he's a really credible source of information. He's not hysterical or running around with all kinds of crazy ideas. And we're really lucky to have him. And I'm, I'm lucky to have him in my life. You know, they, I can go to him for, for suggestions. It's good to have someone like that, an elder statesman. That you can go to when you have a question uh, to, to, to sort things out with. Okay, that's something very, very important uh, for everyone in life. Okay, so let's see what's going on. Okay, I had a great day today. 
I really enjoyed my discussion with Ted. And then I, I ran out to get a haircut. And it turns out that my barber wasn't in there because he coaches uh, wrestling. So he was gone for the day. And we're having this horrible windstorms here in Las Vegas. So I got it in my head. I said, you know what, man? I got this craving. I didn't eat any breakfast or anything like that. And I says, you know what I want? I want to make some meat sauce, you know, and some pasta, some ziti. And this isn't about Pizzagate. This is real. And uh, when Vic's here, I can never cook with meat. And, you know, we, we have sauce. We have pasta and, and spaghetti and ziti. But I never put meat in the sauce anymore. And I never make any sausage. I never make any meatballs. And I said today, you know what, man? I'm going to make a meat sauce and some meatballs. And I went to the special place. I got the really good bread. I drove out of my way. I got some uh, sausages and onions and peppers and stuff. Cooked it all up. I had some nice, put some red wine. And uh, I says, man, this is so good. I'm so happy. I was chatting with a friend of mine who's a local paralegal here. And I was telling her, I said, oh, yeah, I made this great thing, you know. And she goes, oh, I just bought Taco Bell. <laughs> and I said, oh, Taco Bell, that's disgusting, man. I said, spit it out and come on over and have the, 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 the pasta with me and the sauce. It came out great. So she came by uh, with her little son, you know, a little uh, three-and-a-half-year-old son. You know, when he, gave, he, didn't, he never had ziti before, so we had to make spaghetti for him because he didn't want that. Um, and uh, he didn't like the meatballs and stuff like that, but... Uh, you know, and he got the sauce all over his face and his hair and stuff like that. He loved the bread. He loved the spaghetti. And my friend, Roxy, she loved it. We sat down. We had a couple of glasses of wine. We had our food. Great day. Great day. But it gave me a little headache, you know, because you have red wine in the afternoon and then you got to work at night. Get a little bit of a headache. So that's a downside of things, right? And by the way, for people who are keeping track, she's 26, okay? But don't worry. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right. It's kind of funny. Um, it, <laughs> I had um, around November, right? November 25th. I think I talked about it on the show. I went and I says, you know what? Let me get a better deal with my telephone service. Okay, because I saw these cheap deals out there. Let me shop around. I'll change my phone service. So it turned out to be this whole big thing, you know, it took me like two, three days to get it done to save like 10 bucks a month. And right around, I guess it was Monday, I said, you know, I wonder if there's any voicemail on this new phone service because I didn't have voicemail before. I says, I wonder if there's voicemail on this thing. So I called up Cox, you know, and I found out I got the instructions, I got the passcode and stuff like that, but I didn't get around to checking it. So I had been served with a subpoena. I guess it was on Thursday. I picked it up at the mailbox. It's an out-of-state uh, criminal case. This guy hired me to find out who was uh, he was being stalked on his um, website. He was receiving these messages on his website, and he was convinced that it was someone that he had a restraining order against. So I investigated, and... Uh, I was able to put together a report that did um, conclusively, in my opinion, uh, connect the, the, the woman who was stalking him, who had the restraining order, with the messages on his website. It's a one-page report. Sent him the report, and we get her violated, and now there's a parole violation hearing coming up, or probation violation hearing coming up, 
And uh, so I get the subpoena last week. So I call Monday down there because, you know, hopefully they'll fly me down and I get a couple of days in the sun, you know. But it's not going to be, they're going to testify on Skype or over the phone. But I call down there and I talk to the, you know, person answers the phone. And I says, okay, call back on the 19th and we'll let you know if you have to come down or, you know, what's, what's going on with your, your subpoena. If, you, if we're going to need you or not. I says, okay, great. Thank you. I'll call you back Monday. Tuesday, I get this message. Practically cursing me out. <laughs> okay. From this DA, this state, uh, assistant state attorney, right? Down there telling me, I've been calling you four times. This is the fourth message I'm leaving you. Your client is it? <laughs> She's reaming me out here, man. You know, I, I emailed you and I called you and I've done this and I've done that. And you're a bad witness. <laughs> you're a naughty witness. Right? So, okay. <laughs> now I'm pissed off. You know, you don't piss off your witness. Last thing you want to do. Be nice to your witness. So I call her back. I said, Wait, what number are you calling? I'm calling your 800 number. I'm calling number. Right? Well, I didn't get any messages. I said, I get an email notification every time I get a phone call. I know I do. I didn't get your email either, okay? So we smooth things out and we start talking about it. And she says, okay, we need you to have a conference call with the defense attorney. On, uh, I guess yesterday was Thursday. So I had gotten, I'd contacted Cox Communications and I'd gotten the voicemail instructions and the, the passcode, the temporary code and all that kind of stuff. And I says, you know what? I says, let me check and see. <laughs> If maybe, because I'm not seeing any messages anywhere else. I did find her, her her email was in my spam folder, okay, in one of my email accounts, the one I use for business. But I checked this voicemail, finally. Oh, no, my God. There's like 80 messages in there. A bunch of them from my father, who thinks I'm dead. <laughs> okay, I'm surprised. You got to call me back. What's going on? <laughs> He calls me Edward. Edward, what's going on? This is the fourth time I'm calling you, Edward. What's going on? I'm worried about you. I had a client who was trying to get a hold of me, who started calling everybody all over the place. All these people, you know, guests who I had booked that I thought were blowing me off. So here it is, you know, since November, I'm saying, boy, this is great. I'm getting all this work done. No one's bugging me. I mean, I'm having a little trouble booking guests, you know. I had three or four guests call me back. I had the son of Sam guest call me back. I had another guy. I had one of the detectives who works on the son of Sam case. He's never been interviewed before. I wanted to be interviewing him. I had another guy, um, this mafia guy named Red, uh, who wanted to be interviewing. And the mother of the Benghazi guy, Catherine Smith, I think her name is, or Patricia Smith, something like that. She called me up. And the rest were clients and my dad and all this kind of stuff. You know, so I'm calling all these people back. And, and this, this poor DA woman who's calling me up. So, we schedule a conference call for yesterday, right? And because the the defense attorney has some questions for me. So, now I know what's going on in this case. You know, I know, you know, I'm an old guy. Uh, the, the DA, she's young. She's under 30. And this uh, public defender, he's under 32, both of them. You could tell just by talking to them that they're not very experienced at this. Uh, to give credit to the uh, public defender, he did find a local digital forensic investigator 
and he showed him my report. It's a simple report. It's a one-page report. And it's not a lot, you know, to, to be confused about or anything like that. But he showed it to this local investigator who, whose theory, he must have been another young guy who didn't think to call around and ask, hey, who's Ed Opperman? Does anybody know who Ed Opperman is? Because everybody knows me, you know, in, in the digital forensic world. Forget it. I've written so many articles and stuff. Uh, all the vendors know me. I've had many of the vendors, the people who train there now, that previously worked for me. So, you know, very well known. And so this kid, well, I'm assuming he's a kid, decides that the way they should attack my report, the, the theory of the defense is that they should attack my report. There's nothing there to attack. It's, it's as simple as you can get. And all you're doing is pissing me off as a witness. So the thing is, I'm sitting on the phone with these two, and I'm pretty much the only one that knows what's going on. <laughs> I'm the only one there who has the, the lifetime of experience for this conversation. No one else in the, in the call is really qualified to be there. And I know the theory of the prosecution and I know the best theory of the defense, but you, I can't tell them. I have to wait for them to ask me the questions, but it's like chess. You know, I know this is what the prosecution should put in their statement. And this is how the defense should respond. And ultimately whether I'm dead or not, my report is gone. The idea to attack my report and attack me, that's not going to work. Because even if I'm dead tomorrow, the, the facts, the evidence, the ultimate proof can be obtained uh, through a court order from the ISP, from the custodian of records. And they're the ones you want testifying, not me. But the point I'm trying to make is that Either one of them, before they get me on the phone and get me in this conference call, should have consulted with experts. They should have found somebody, an old-timer in the business, to consult with, like I got Ted Rubenstein. You see? That kind of thing's important. In the past, uh, you, I've been reporting to you here about what's been going on here with the Vegas our movement, our local activists, and how we've been getting hijacked by moveon.org. And um, I forget the other one, the DS, I forget what they're called. And it, it came up again, you know, that one of our events, again, we were going to be hijacked. And these Hillary people, these, these corrupt folks, were going to come in and hijack one of our events. And it was a long discussion that took place all night long. But ultimately, we were able to solve that problem. You know, we were able to solve it and convince the person who's a good person, who's just being misled by these move on people. And we were able to convince them that what they were doing was wrong and not to continue doing it. And this was a great victory for us. Locally here, we have taken back our movement from being hijacked and sabotaged and co-opted by these forces, these outside forces, these outside agitators, which are trying to sabotage things and hijack things. This is a great success. But again, it's the kind of thing that could have been avoided if we had people here with more experience 
that we could go to for advice and counsel. You know, these are well-meaning people, but they're just, well, oh, this sound, this looks good. You know, and then just running in every different direction. So we had someone like that. We had someone like that. We had a gentleman here. I never met the guy. Um, Leroy Pelton. And he was a professor here at the University of Nevada. And he's written all these books about social justice and economic justice. And he's an activist here with the homeless community and stuff like that. And he was a Bernie Sanders delegate. Now, believe it or not, this guy lived within walking distance of my home here. And when I would go pick up Victoria from school and all these young kids at the school that are all, you know, they're all energetic and Bernie supporters and activists, we had to pass by his house every day when I pick her up and every day when I drop her off, you know? And there were many times when we actually walked past this guy's house. I never met him that I know of. And I don't know the man. But here was a resource we had. Uh, a respected elder statesman, a college professor, emeritus, you know? Uh, and he, he wrote this thing here about what was going on at the convention. I'd like to read it to you. He said, it was clear right from the opening prayer, which expressed political support for Hillary Clinton, that the entire convention was to be a coronation wrote staunch Bernie delegate Leroy Pelton, University of Nevada, Las Vegas professor emeritus, and a letter to fellow Nevada delegates for Bernie dated August 5th. Pelton's letter eventually grew into a plea for us to coordinate, to consider the consequences of not supporting Clinton as a nominee in order to defeat Trump. He continued, Sanders delegates, although a very substantial portion of all delegates, were merely as pawns in this extravaganza. Unity was to be imposed rather than to be given place to emerge. This foolish strategy by the party establishment for organizing the conventions unfolding predictably prompted a rebellion by Sanders delegates. No one likes to be used. And why have a fall convention at all if every last item has already been decided? Now, and that. Hey guys, I got a great new deal for you. It's called Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Now, I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down Opperman 50, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0. Now, Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes, you'll be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan veggie, and more. Uh, there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. 
Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or schedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup needed. Now head to factormeals.com front slash opperman50. And then you use code opperman50 to get 50% off. That's code opperman50 at factormeals.com front slash opperman50. O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0 to get 50% off. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. A quote was, was put in a letter that was sent out for, to Bernie supporters. And the reason why, you know, I, I want to acknowledge this great man and this brilliant man and this, this local leader, this local elder statement, is because he, he was found murdered in his home uh, by stab wounds, multiple stab wounds. Now, the police don't know who killed him. Uh, they don't know why he was killed. Uh, I, I suppose, you know, we could add this to another mysterious death of people who oppose the Clintons, perhaps. You know, maybe there's some other more simple uh, explanation. We don't know. We have no indication what it could be. But we do have an indication that, that we've, we've lost another local leader, another activist uh, who's opposing the Democratic machine and the Clinton machine. And we've seen here locally how the Clinton machine and the Democratic machine controls the police here in town to the point where they're sabotaging Trump delegates and Trump, Trump uh, guests at the, uh, at the debate. That the, the, the police are coming in and, and uh, silencing Bernie delegates at the convention. This is serious stuff. We just had another incident here where a gentleman who uh, was gathering signatures for the Jill Stein campaign to get, to get Jill on the ballot is being charged with 15 felony counts. This is the same thing that happened to Reverend Pinkney. Reverend Pinkney was only charged with four felony counts. This man is being charged with, with 15. They're alleging that uh, he had access to some kind of database and found people's information, their names and addresses, and he put it down. He wrote, filled it in himself and signed it himself. And then had it notarized and, and turned in these 15 signatures. And had this guy's under arrest. This is what's going on here, guys, locally. And I believe part of this is that we don't have experienced leadership. When I was, uh, I had just a recently an opportunity, I was approached with an opportunity, you know, and I needed to check things. I needed to vet out these sources that were coming at me. Well, are they, they good political sources? Or are they, who are they being used? Or who's behind them? Who's funding them? You know? And really, I've been asking around. I haven't gotten a straight answer yet. No one really knows. No one really knows. We, ha- we don't have this kind of... Uh, and I, you know, I, I, that's why I'm lucky to have guys like Ted Rubenstein. You know? Rubenstein. 
and guys like Pierce Redman, guys like Tom Secker and William Ramsey, you know, people that I can trust and go to for advice. And, and, and John Potash and these guys and Cynthia McKinney, you know, you go to these people for advice. You got questions. We need that kind of elder statesman, these, these elders, these leaders to go and turn to. We can't just be running around all willy nilly. Just whatever sounds good today or tomorrow in our head. Half-assed. It's not the way to do it. Just the other day, I'm leaving because uh, <laughs> Victoria's school, right? It, it, this week is finals. So Victoria's school, her little campus there, it has a middle school and high school. So they have the high school kids go in early in the morning and they leave a little bit early. It's staggered, you know, times. They come in a little bit early. They leave a little early. Middle school comes in about an hour late. They leave an hour later. That all the cars coming to pick everybody up aren't there at the same time. But this school in their wisdom decides that the week of finals, the most stressful week, these are hardworking kids. This is a, you know, a magnet school. A charter school, you know, these are brilliant kids there. The school decides they're going to have everybody show up at the same time, everybody leave at the same time. And that's a brilliant idea. So, you know, Vic's all stressed out, you know, she's been studying all night, and I'm going there to drop her off. I drop her off, I'm, you know, and I know my way around this parking lot, right? <laughs> when you leave the parking lot, you can either, there's like two lanes to the exit of the parking lot. One you could turn left, one you could turn right. If you turn left, which everybody wants to turn left, you got to go around oncoming traffic. If you turn right, you can kind of go with traffic. It's a lot easier to get there to go right. So when I'm pulling out, I see that who's ever there at the head of the line there on the right, I mean on the left, to go left, is not an aggressive driver. He's not aggressive enough to get out of this parking lot. There's 50 cars in this parking lot lined up to get out of there. Whoever this guy is, he just doesn't have it in him to get out of that parking lot. He's going to be there forever till all the cars go home, till, till it's time to pick up the kids after school. So I says, okay, fine. I'll go right just to get out of here. Even if I'm going to drive around the whole freaking, uh, uh, like, it's like five miles out of my way. I don't care because as long as my cars move and I won't go crazy. Even if it takes longer. So I get out. I make the quick little right. And then I see, hey, real quick, I can make a U-turn and go where I got to go, quick. So I get out there, I spin around, I do my little U-turn, and now I'm just about to pass where all these cars need to come out of the parking lot. So what I do is, I stop my car, I put on the flashers. Now, yeah, there's some cars behind me, you know, they're getting a little impatient, but I could, I stopped there and I let all of those cars out to that parking lot was empty. Took five minutes. And everyone could go on with their day. They can go to their, their jobs, their grocery shopping, their, the economy is moving on. They could take their other kids home. They're probably screaming in the backseat, whatever. Just takes one guy with a little bit of experience in life, with a little bit of a, a know how, a little bit of savvy to say, you know what? All I got to do is stop it. Sure, some guys are beeping behind me, but maybe four guys. Four guys are inconvenienced for five minutes and you get 50 guys on their way to work on time. I think I did a good deed. 
And this is what we need. We need this in every area of life. Someone with enough brains that they could just step out a little bit and take charge a little bit, use their brain, not be a sheep, and uh, uh, get out there and make a, a, a take a little leadership. <laughs> Think for yourself for a second. But, but you know, not like a, like a wacky stuff. You know, sensible. You know, uh, but it, it was a safe thing I did, and we got them all out. We we we, we overcame this uh, this. Uh, Infiltration of our local uh, uh, activist groups by this MoveOn.org. We, we overcame that this week. Successful week in many ways. When we get back, I'm going to finish up and uh, with the rest of this slight turn. We'll be right back after these messages. And now a word from our sponsors. Did you know that 30% of all people on online dating websites and personal ads are either married or in a monogamous relationship? 30%. If you suspect that your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend may be cheating online, go to emailrevealer.com. Uh, at our online infidelity investigation. You give us their email address, and we can trace it back to online personal ads, dating sites, and social networks. We can even expand the investigation and find them uh, cheating on uh, escort service sites uh, or even porn sites if they're registered to porn sites and swinger sites. Uh, so check out emailrevealer.com if you suspect your spouse is cheating, and check out our online infidelity investigation. William Ramsey is a producer here at the Opperman Report, and he's just come out with a new book, Children of the Beast, Alistair Crowley's Shadow Over Humanity. Now, he just sent me a copy of this book. Oh, boy, it's about two inches thick. And there's a chapter on just about everybody in this book uh, that you could imagine, uh, the Beatles and... Uh, <laughs> uh, Jack Parsons... Uh, everybody's in here. It's incredible. Uh, and I definitely recommend this book. There's a, a, a bunch of pictures in here, too, uh, of all these people in uh, different chapters and, and uh, information. Uh, Anton LaVey and people I've never heard of, too. There's a whole bunch in here. JC, JFC Fuller. I don't know who he is. Uh, but, but it's great stuff uh, by our, ho our, our producer here, uh, William Ramsey. So check out Children of the Beast, Alistair Crowley's Shadow Over Humanity. Uh, you can find it on Amazon.com, or you could find it in the Opperman Report uh, .com bookstore. We have an urgent bulletin. Uh, it seems that the group Strawman is still on the loose. It has been confirmed that Strawman are, are Canadian, okay, and that. Uh, Authorities are asking people to stay indoors, lock your doors and windows until this group can be dealt with. You could find more information about this group, this group of Canadians, at strawmanmusic.com. You can have your ad played here. <laughs> okay. We're looking for sponsors. 
Okay, in fact, we desperately need sponsors right now to take this show to the next level. Uh, so you can have your advertise your ad uh, played here, read live, you know, like I'm doing now so artfully. Or we can even uh, work up a little jingle for you with some music and stuff like that and play it here. You have no idea how inexpensive it would be uh, to have your ad played on the Opperman Report on seven stations uh, live Friday night and another seven stations live on Saturday night, uh, plus replayed every day of the week on different stations. And then archived on YouTube, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and all different kinds of podcasts, uh, Pod This and Pod Bean, all different kinds of places uh, who archive the show for us. Uh, and, and on those archives, uh, your, your ad would play indefinitely, forever. Uh, you also get a little uh, banner on OppermanReport.com. Uh, you get a mention on the air. You get a little interview on the air and all kinds of fun stuff if you sponsor Opperman Report. We have an opportunity to get this show on a major AMFM station in California. We've been approved. Uh, so if you want to sponsor us into that, uh, so incredibly inexpensive that, that your ad would be heard uh, by a uh, – the, the, the range covers 5 million people in population uh, where your ad would be broadcast, and all these other uh, stations would be thrown in for free. Uh, so really uh, affordable prices to sponsor OppermanReport.com. Get a copy of my book, How to Become a Successful Private Investigator. You can get a copy of that book at emailrevealer.com, or you can get a copy of that book now. It's back up on Amazon.com, How to Become a Successful Private Investigator by Ed Opperman. And this book has been updated a little bit from the previous book that we had uh, that was available to our wonderful listeners. Okay, welcome back to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. Shows brought to you by emailrevealer.com. Go to emailrevealer.com, get a copy of my book, How to Become a Successful Private Investigator. And also, uh, you can use our online infidelity assessment, Catch Your Spouse Cheating Online. Send us their email address. We'll trace it back to online dating websites, Catch Them Cheating Online. Okay. So a frog walks into a bank. This is a, a really... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nice little joke. It's easy to remember. I learned this joke about 30 years ago. And it's a nice, cute little joke. It's not offensive. It doesn't hurt people's feelings. It's not overly sexual. So it's the kind of joke, you know, if you're sitting in a bar and there's a really pretty girl sitting next to you with her little pretty girlfriend, uh, that you just kind of lean over and just kind of like smile and say, 
Okay, a frog walks into a bank. <laughs> Breaks the ice. This is a funny joke. Girls love this joke. It's amazing how many things in my life uh, wind up originating from trying to pick up girls in bars. But this is one of my favorite jokes. Frog walks into a bank and he wants to borrow some money. Hops over to the teller. Says to the teller, I want to borrow some money. The teller says, well, you have to see our loan officer, Patty Black, over there at that desk. So he hops over to the desk and uh, he meets Patty Black, the loan officer. And he says, you know, I want to borrow some money. I want to take out a loan. And she says, well, do you have any collateral? And he says, well, collateral. I, I have these little golden statues. And she says, little golden statues? What's that? And he says, it's a knickknack, Patty Black. Give a frog a loan. <laughs> See? Cute little joke. And all you got to do is remember the last line, and you could just make up the rest as you go along. Because they'll just have to rhyme, rhyme there at the end. Little funny joke. Girls love that joke. It's an innocent joke. It's a fun, innocent joke. Now, that joke has been forever ruined for me, to tell you the truth. Uh, there was an incident once uh, in a church, a Christmas Eve ceremony, and uh, it was like a late night, kind of a midnight church gathering on Staten Island. And uh, there was a, a well-known member of the church, there was a young lady, white woman, red hair, very skinny, you know, and lived a hard life. And she, that night she had brought, she was a, you know, established member of the church. That night though, she had brought her brother and her brother was ravaged with AIDS. He was dying right before our eyes. The poor guy was a, a disaster. He was like 80 pounds, could barely stand up. And during the service, he was uh, acting up, you know, and he was, not in a horrible way, but bad enough that you had to keep an eye on him. Because I was one of the guys in the church that, you know, we were trained, you know, to keep an eye out for trouble. And if there was a problem, you know, you kind of you kind of get the guy and you take him. There was a side room you took him to, you know, you get him out of the way not to disrupt the service. So this guy, he was acting up during the service. But then there was a point where he gets out of his seat in the pew and he's walking up to the altar and he had these little statues in his hands and he wanted to, he, he was convinced in his uh, delirium from the uh, drugs and the AIDS and stuff like that, that, you know, that these little statues, if he could put them on the altar, that they were going to heal him. And uh, so I went and I, I went to, you know, gently take him out of there. And he was saying to me, you're not the king. You're the little king. I'm the big king. You're, you're the little king. You're not the king. I'm the king. And it was just going on and on and on. I had to, like, you know, physically, you know, not not harm the guy, you know. But just, you know, he was like an old lady. This guy was like an old lady, you know. But I had to physically put my arms around him and take him with sores all over his arms and stuff like that and on his head and stuff. And uh, so whenever I tell that joke, the joke is ruined for me, to tell you the truth, because it reminds me of that incident, you know. And, um. I'd gotten that role in my church and was one of those guys because they knew me. I'd come out of the tent ministry 
with Reverend Knight. I talked about that many times in the past about the gospel tent ministries. And when you when you're with a tent ministry, you deal with that kind of stuff every every meeting, every day, all day long. Because you're there all day long at the tent. You're putting the chairs up. You're putting the tent up. You know, you sleep there under the tent, and then you have a service there at night or in the afternoon if it's a Sunday or a Saturday. And local people, homeless people, and stuff like that, and winos and drunks, they show up during the day. You know, some of the times they want to cause problems, but sometimes you talk to them, you pray with them, and they get saved. You know, we had this one guy, Nels, uh, who was a local guy. He was homeless, and he was a was of the Muslim faith. He was like he wanted to be a uh, like the minister Farrakhan. I forget what they called, Nation of Islam. He, he wanted to follow, but he wasn't doing it. He was on drugs. He was on alcohol. He was in bad shape. Came into the tent. We prayed with him. He lived with us in the tent. We got him a sleeping bag. He stayed with us. My friend Gary gave him Bible study. And he got saved, you know? And um, about a year later, a year and a half later, I was in church one Sunday at Times Square Church in Manhattan, which is probably, you know, what, 80 miles away, you know, two-hour drive away. And, um, you know, I was kind of upset and lonely by myself because I asked a lot of people to go to church, but nobody went. And I sat down in this row, and I remember I sat down in this row, and it was, the row was reserved except for the one seat I had. And I sat there, and I'm looking over at these reserve seats. Ah, who are these people? They think they get reserve seats. And who comes in? Nels. With his wife and his kids. The guy turned his whole life around. He wasn't homeless anymore. He's back with his wife. He had teeth. He'd gone to the dentist. They got him teeth. Off the drugs. Raising his kids. A miracle. Yeah, and another borough, hundreds of miles away, you know, months away. And I run into this, and he remembered me right away. Hey, Eddie, how are you? <laughs> you know, at a different church. We had no con- connection with Times Square Church with each other. God's showing me. Look at this guy. But not every uh, incident at the tent was, uh, was good stuff. You know, we had some bad stuff. One time, these local kids from the neighborhoods came in and stole all our chairs. They stole a bunch of chairs, you know, our folding chairs that we really needed. And we had to go into the projects and they had like 10 of our chairs and they had written on them with magic markers. These are our chairs, you know, and they went, you know, and then, you know, me and Gary and a couple of guys where they try and get our chairs back, you know, and then guy that came with us was a corrections officer and he's waving his badge around and he's, you know, holding a hand on his gun, you know, oh, I'm going to call the cops. They don't give us our chairs. And I says, look, guys. What do you want the chairs? We need the chairs. The chairs are worthless to you. The cops are going to come. All these guys down at the corner here doing their stuff. They're not going to be happy you bringing the cops out here. Just give us the freaking chairs back. Let's get out of here. Stop. The kid throws a chair at me. (laughs) I get hit with the chair. Okay, fine. I get hit with the chair, but they leave the chairs. We get our chairs back. Okay, you know, I took a beating for, for our chairs. Who cares? Let's move on with life. One of the things I forgot to mention, and I hope that you, you see the thread I'm trying to weave here through this story tonight. I didn't mention to you that, uh, you know, I get all these phone messages. I find these long lost messages. I found a spam message from the DA in my, my work email. So I said, let me go to the Opperman report email and find some, uh, see, let me look through the spam folder there. And what happened was since November there too, right around the time of the Pizzagate show, I had hit the spam button on some comments that came from the website. And so now all those emails from the website were going to spam. So here I am for like the last month. I'm saying, boy, everything's going great. Nobody's bugging me. I'm getting all this work done. I'm so happy. And all these messages are there. There was like 60 messages from one guy we kicked out of the chat room two weeks ago. I actually did a whole show last week apologizing to the guy. My God. 
<laughs> the guy sends me one crazy email after another. You guys have no idea the kind of crazy stuff I get in these emails. And please, there's no reason to send me any links to YouTube videos whatsoever, ever, for any reason. Okay, every now and then someone says, hey, Ed, I got a guest suggestion for you. Here's a link to their book. Here's a link to their website. And here's a link to some other interviews they did on YouTube. That's okay. But just to send me a YouTube video and say, hey, look at this. I have YouTube too. I, I get YouTube suggestions just like you do. I can search for things on YouTube just like you can. There's no reason to ever send me a YouTube video ever. Please don't. By the way, if you're listening on YouTube, this is not a YouTube channel. This is not a YouTube show. This is a syndicated radio show, okay, that's on many, many stations. It's on iHeartRadio, on iTunes, many different podcast platforms. YouTube is about 5% of the people we reach on this show. And I don't want to be associated with these YouTube, uh, whatever you want to call them, YouTube channels or broadcasters with these fake names. They don't use their real names. With these, these crazy theories, flat earth, hollow earth, everything's a false flag. Do not include me with that stuff. I am convinced that YouTube makes you crazy, okay? That people sitting there watching this stuff over and over and over again, it's making you crazy. And it creates something called a shared psychotic disorder, Okay. You start believing crazy stuff because you see that there's 50,000 views on this video and there's 50,000 other people making comments on it, all believing it too. So you start believing crazy stuff, okay? And if that's what you're doing, I don't want any part of you, okay? I don't want you commenting on my stuff or sending me emails or YouTubes. That's not me. Don't think I'm part of that. I'm not, okay? And what I would tell people is, is that if you're... Believe in that kind of stuff. And like I would tell people when I would see people uh, they're, they're, they're have stalking behavior online, because I do cyber stalking investigations, and I, and I tell listen, I know you think what you're doing is okay. Get out of your house. Go visit the parish priest. Go visit the, 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 the local church, uh, the police station, the fire department. Go to the local firehouse and sit down with them and say, listen, this is what I do every day. This is what I believe, you know, and... and See what the reaction is when you, when you talk to real people in the real world. If you're watching this stuff, all this false flag stuff, and you're saying things like, well, everyone in my family thinks I'm crazy, and everyone at work thinks I'm crazy, that's because you're probably crazy, okay? And I'm going to tell you this, okay, because I've been crazy in my life, all right? When I was about 25 years old, I, I, I had the nightclub in Manhattan. It was a very stressful time in my life. I had to go there every night to, to collect money, every single night at the end of the night. Otherwise, the money wouldn't be there. You, you'd get shorted out of your share. You know, I had a bunch of partners. You get shorted out of your money, so you had to go there every night. And in order to keep up that lifestyle and that pace, I started snorting cocaine. I started using cocaine. I was about 25 years old. Okay, and I did it for about a year. And it got really bad toward the end. And I was doing it a lot. And it was just one week I really did it a lot. And I thought that I had damaged my eardrum. And I was convinced 
that I was breathing through my ear. Okay. <laughs> this is a story. I tell the story about that. And it's a funny story. When I tell the story, you go out to dinner, you tell them I was breathing through my ear. Because as I tell the story, I have my finger in my ear with my elbow all the way out <laughs> as I describe this. Because I actually wound up going to the emergency room. My friend Pete the Nut, I told you about Pete the Nut, Pete Peaches before, took me down to the emergency room. And I go in there and I meet the emergency room doctor. First of all, when I check in, I didn't tell them what was really wrong with me. I made up some excuse. But then when I get to see the doctor, I tell him, listen, doc, I've been using all this coke. I ruptured my eardrum. I'm breathing through my ear. And he's looking at me like I'm crazy. Okay. And I'm, you know, this, this arrogant guy. I'm still snorting on the, in the car on the way over there and stuff. You know, I'm out of it. And I was lost my mind. I was out of my mind when I was in there before this doctor. And he says to me, he says, okay, sir, you're not breathing through your ear. He looked in my ear to, to, to placate me, make me feel better. Okay. He says, but you're not breathing through your ear. I says, yes, I am. He says, okay, take your left hand, hold your nose and hold your mouth. And then take your right hand and hold it up to your ear. And then blow out as hard as you can and see if you feel any air. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are coming out of your ear. <laughs> okay. Now, I knew as soon as he said that, I knew, I could see the look on his face, that this man was looking at me and he knew I was insane. Because I knew if I did that, no air was going to come out. And I did it, no air came out. Okay, you know what he tells me next? He says, try using a decongestant. <laughs> There I am. I think I'm going to need a major brain surgery to, to, to repair my eardrum. And he tells me to try using a decongestion because I had lost my mind. And what I'm telling a lot of you people out there, too, who send me these emails is you've lost your mind. You people out there doing these YouTube investigations. You're not an investigator. You're not a reporter. OK. You can't go. With your little YouTube credentials, I'm a smacko YouTube channel, <laughs> you know, one, two, four, you know, Lebet 81, you know, these crazy YouTube channels and try and get press credentials at the, the Hillary <laughs> campaign events or the debate or something. Okay. It, that's not reality. You're not a reporter and you're not an investigator. Even if you got a little Spokio account, a little Intellis PI account, you're not an investigator. Okay. Many times what you are is a stalker. Okay. And you need to get out, get away from YouTube and get out into the real world. Okay. And hold your nose and blow as hard as you can and see if any air is coming out of your ear. Cause it's not, you're just as crazy as I was that day. And I got to tell you something. Okay. I'm involved with a lot of stuff. I'm involved with a lot of stuff. Okay. And every now and then I got to go talk to a pastor of my church or someone like that, an old friend. And I got to tell him, Hey, listen, man, I need your prayers because look at, I'm involved in this. And when I tell them that they give me a look like I'm crazy. 
because it's just unbelievable that I would be involved in something to that level that they're seeing on TV or whatever. How could, how could this be? But I can reach in my pocket and show them an email and say, look, here's my retainer. Look, I'm working on this case. That, that thing you hear them talking about on TV, I'm working on that. So I get that crazy look now, but I'm not crazy anymore. <laughs> okay. That was, a li- that was half a lifetime ago. And what I'm trying to say is encourage you. If you want to be an investigator, if you want to be a reporter, you can. You can do it for real. Not make-believe with the crazy YouTube channel with the music and all this nonsense and this insanity. But you need to put that stuff down. You need to get out of your house and get around some real people. Because what you have right now is a shared psychotic disorder. That's where a group of people are all doing something crazy and it seems normal because there's so many people doing it. And this all ties in. Okay? Is we need more people like Ted Rubenstein. He needs to be doing a radio show. He needs to have a real channel on YouTube with his real name. Guy like William Ramsey. He needs to be doing more. You have a real channel. Doing real investigations. Real reality. Pierce Redmond. You notice we all use our real names. A little hint there. Ed, you got to get Taco Tito on your show because he's doing a great work on this. Who the hell is this? It's a made up person. Take that crap and keep it. Don't bring it to me. I promised myself I wouldn't get upset tonight, okay? Because I want to be encouraging. I, I want to be encouraging. Because some of you people out there, you do have talent. You have talent to be an investigator. But the problem is, is right now you're in the middle of a, of a psychotic disorder, okay? You're crazy. You can come out of it and get back to reality and do some real work in the right direction. Some of these can. Some people are just so oblivious they can't even understand what I'm saying now. And I'll get 20 emails saying, oh, hey, I hope some of what I said tonight is clear and can get through to some people. Okay. And we can start acting like adults using our real names, doing real research, factual stuff, not getting lost in all this flat earth stuff and hollow earth. And... (sighs) Everything's a false flag and nothing's real. And, you know, let's get back to reality here, guys. We have, there's enough things we can talk about. There's enough things we can report on that are real. And if you want to be a reporter and you want to be an investigator, go buy my book. You take the steps to do it. Do the right stuff. You know, two years ago, I didn't have press credentials. You know, I went to the first station I was on. I went to the message and said, yeah, I need press credentials. All I need you to do is give me a letter on letterhead and I can get in. What? What are you talking about? I never heard of that. Never... Nobody can do it. Two years later, I have other people on my station now are getting press credentials through me. When Nico House needed press credentials, he came to me and I gave him an email and a letter and he got them. This is how this stuff works. We could be doing this for real. You can be doing this for real. Just stop pretending and taking the shortcuts and making things up. All right, guys, show's over. If you like what you're hearing, OppermanReport.com. Join the member section. 
if you want to advertise uh, this time in a couple of weeks by January, we are going to be on a uh, huge California AM FM station. Uh, and if you lock in your advertising rates now, I'll, I'll practically throw it in for free just to get on there and, and break even. I just want to break even. You can get wholesale advertising rates in a coverage area that reaches 5 million people, brand new on top of what we're doing now. And by the way, I just doubled the speaker audience, just doubled the YouTube audience, just, just by tweaking a couple little things uh, online. Okay, guys. I love you all. Uh, happy birthday, Allison. Let me know when you're 21. Or 23 is my age. Let me know when you're 23. All right, guys. I'll talk to you next week.